Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a, what day of the week is this? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Bennett is going to be our producer today in an abbreviated show. Uh, we're bringing you Ray's baseball today at one o'clock. So we have an hour to spend together. Uh, part of our day today, we'll be talking to some great guests. Max Chadwick, pro football focus, will join us, talk a little college football. And then uh, Pat Ryan, the former Tennessee quarterback, the former Jet quarterback, uh, now part of the Tennessee Radio Network, will be joining us here uh, at the bottom of the hour. Later in the week, uh, Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators, here tomorrow. Chris Doring here tomorrow. Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal in Knoxville is going to be here. Uh, so we got a good show. And don't forget, Friday, you know what day it is. Prognostication Friday. We'll have some good games for you to choose from. Uh, shout out to the Gator Club at St. Augustine. Had a chance to speak there last night. Had a great time. Good crowd there. Lots of great questions. And I really appreciated uh, the turnout, and it was a lot of fun. So uh, anybody who's listening, I uh, really enjoyed going over there, and you were very uh, your hospitality was tremendous, and I thank you for the invite. Uh, got a few more of those to do over the course of the season, and that's going to be a lot of fun to do. Uh, we'll take your phone calls, talk a little sports. It's getting closer to Saturday. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf.com. Patrick says, "I picked Florida to lose to Utah for several reasons, even though most of my friends picked the Gators. However, I'm excited for this game Saturday. I think Tennessee's going to have a hard time in the swamp, uh, and Ford's going to roll. I have no what that is. I mean, I have no idea what, what he means by that. Uh, Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. I'd like to talk Florida Tennessee with you. All right, Steve. I think uh, Florida." Florida and Tennessee, both their defense probably going to mirror each other. We're going to stack the box, and they're going to stack the box just to try to shut down both uh, teams' run games. Yeah, but I, I guess stack the box is kind of a term that gets, I think, misused. Uh, but I see your point. In other words, could they put an extra body in the box? You know, you're not talking an eight-man front here, but, I mean, an extra body, that could certainly happen, yes. Okay. Steve, uh Say if you're a runner Florida's defense, would you press uh, Tennessee's receiver, Squirrel White, and uh, Brew McCoy? It just depends. And, and, and here's why I say it just depends. Um, a lot of this in anything, Daryl, is tape study. It's film study, right? I'm sure Florida has tape of teams that press. Well, then, number one, how does that receiver react to that? Is he pretty good uh, uh, from getting out of press coverage? And if he is, do you think your guy is better than the guy who's press covering him to be able to do the job? So just to say, well, we're going to press him. Well, that a lot goes into that because maybe your defensive back is not as good as another guy is at doing that. So I think it just depends on all those factors I just threw at you. Yeah, Steve, I'll be honest with you. I've been listening to a little bit of sports talk out of Knoxville. And, you know, so many uh, people up there think that you, 
that Tennessee's uh, front seven is comparable to Utah. How do you feel about that? It's hard to say because they really haven't played anybody. Um, so I, I don't. I think they're good, right? But you know, they threw for I think two sixty. Austin P did the other day. So they obviously got some things done. That's not their front seven. But remember, if their front seven is there, then they got to get pressure on the quarterback to, you know, negate throwing the football. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right, Steve. Have a good day. All right, Daryl. Thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf.com. Scott says, I was wondering if you could explain Coach Napier's philosophy regarding punt returns. Seemed like the Gators never rushed the punter, which would lead me to believe they're blocking downfield instead of a return. But all we get are fair catches, punts rolling untouched for an extra 10 yards. Or when the returner does catch a punt, he's already surrounded by three or four players and goes down where he makes the catch. Let me stop there, and I'll, I'll finish it. If, if you're setting up a return, if, in other words, if, if the premise is you're not rushing the punter because you're bringing back people for a return... You can bring back, Scott, 150 people for return. But if the ball hangs in the air for a long time, it's not going to matter. It's going to be a fair catch. So that's part of the equation here, right? How good is the punt? Now, if it's a line drive punt and they don't run up to field it or they don't, then I think you've got a better case to make. So he says... Why not rush every punt? That seems like it would increase the chances of a bad snap, a mishandled snap, a shank punt, or a block. Well, again, if you do that, then you're not going to have a return, chances are. Part of that also is tape study. He said the Cowboys blocked a field goal attempt and returned it for a score, and your Jets won the game on a punt return to the house. Seems like Coach Napier is willing to go through the motions on punt plays and take whatever he ends up with instead of forcing the issue. There are points to be had on special teams. We had this discussion the other day, Scott, that, and look, we don't get to see practice. I don't see um, how much uh, they put emphasis into this or how much they practice it. But, you know, since really Urban Meyer, it's been sort of lost around here that there hasn't been, you know, great special teams play. And I, I, I do wish in some cases, that there would be a little more emphasis on that. Tommy says, Tennessee's ranked higher than Florida, and by most measurements, Tennessee should win this game. What does Florida have to do to win? What will satisfy the fan base? Well, satisfying the fan base would be a win. That, that's pretty simple, Tommy. Um, I don't even know that. I mean, look, last year Florida was very competitive in Knoxville, right? Right. Uh, Richardson throws for 450. They have 500 and something yards of offense. Does anybody remember that? No. Why? They didn't win. So, you know, you would think at this stage of development that being competitive would be a positive sign. But to a lot of people, it's a win or it's a loss. It's black. It's white. No in between. What does Florida have to do to win? It is my humble opinion that I think running the ball is going to be, I think both teams want to run the ball and throw to complement it. 
So I think the team that rushes for the most yards is going to win the game. So if I had to boil it down, Tommy, to one answer, I would say run the football effectively. I don't think Tennessee or Florida wants to be in third and eight. I, I don't think that is helpful. And I, and that, I think it's the NFL that way, right? Third and eight. No, nobody wants to be in that either. Um, okay, now Patrick sort of mailed me in English here. He's picking UF to win 31-21. Uh, but that's going to be a Friday pick, Patrick. This is only Wednesday. Uh, and then Joe emails. He said, Steve, I'm with you. He said, it seems really quiet this week uh is this a case of the gators not a gator fan and the fan base not being confident yes totally yes there's no chest bumping there's no now maybe friday that changes right day before the game but i I don't know you're not seeing gator nation be real positive at this point about a win because of what's happened before andrew says can you explain oregon state washington state keeping the pac-12 money and their strategy. Uh, That would take me longer, Andrew, than uh, I have for the show today. Suffice it to say, what they're trying to do is to keep the Pac-12 name alive, and they don't want the departing schools to have any say in that because they're no longer going to be in the Pac-12. So their point is, and a judge agreed with them too, so their point is, Pac-12 schools who are leaving, you don't have a say. Let us work this out. Let us try to keep the Pac-12 intact by maybe having Mountain West teams or whatever, and we can still be a Power 5 conference or Power Conference. So that's the easiest way to explain it. Uh, All right, let's get to Jay here. Hi, Jay. Hey, Steve. How's it going today? Good. Hey, so so do you you agree uh, from Florida – that our top three rivalry games are Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida State primarily? I would say that most of the fan base would say that. Um, I'm a little different than a lot of people because I don't – not that Florida State is not an important game, and maybe this is going to change now, Jay, because of the expansion of the college football playoff that you don't – have to necessarily win the SEC. But I've always mm-hmm. thought LSU was a big rival, that, and, and to me, more so than Florida State, because it's a league game. But I get it. Okay. So, so with that being said, do you think that these the, – well, those three games, and, and we can add on the fourth since we add on LSU, is really important for at least – uh, Billy Napier to win at least two of those games because if he doesn't win any of those this year, that will make him 0-7 in rivalry games here at Florida. And that can start, you know, getting a little buzz of putting him on the hot seat. Do you agree with that as well? Yes. Yes. You Look, I, I, I applaud Napier for mentioning that in his press conference on Monday. You know, he's not shot. Now, I don't think he's as vociferous or as um, – uh, what's the word I want to use, that all out like Urban was, right? He he went crazy when it came to, you know, you saw on, on Swamp Kings what they did, right, with rivals. I don't think Billy's oh, like yeah. that. But he said 
we, I think he used the word educated, we've educated our team on rivalry games like this. You know, Florida State, Georgia. So he understands, I think, the importance of the rivalry games and, and understands the importance of winning them. No, no question. All right. And last, I'll just take this off the air. I went to the Boys and Girls Club the other day and was watching some of those middle school games, and it gave me some reminiscing of when you were my coach back in those KP Blue Wave days, man. So I just wanted to tell you I was thinking about you, Coach, and have a good one. I appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. Those were fun days. Twelve fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chilowee, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Southeast Car Agency 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, the place I have purchased vehicles for a lot of years. And let me tell you, every time I purchased a vehicle from there, it has been a terrific, terrific choice. They do a really great job of providing a wide selection and a wide selection of price points for you to choose from when you're looking to buy a, a vehicle. And remember, they only have the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They don't have any new ones. So if you're looking for that, you've got to go to a different place. But if you're looking for a great vehicle like this at a price that you want to pay and the type of model you want, as I said, they really do a great job in giving you a wide selection in both price and variety of vehicle. You can go see them in person or go online, secars.com, and you can check out the vehicles that way as well. But you know what you got to do if you see them in person. Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Good. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA choice steaks, ribeye, filet, New York strip, and Philly cheesesteaks, chicken sandwiches, salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. Football is back, and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value, cactus included, on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for coming to my car warming party. I didn't know you were actually having it in the car. Well, with Radiant Credit Union's flash sale, I had to move fast to get this amazing low rate on my auto loan. It only lasts until September 18th, so I had to plan quickly. Chips are in the glove compartment, drinks in the cupboard. Radiant Credit Union's flash sale is on now. Get a crazy low rate on an auto loan. But hurry, this promotion ends September 18th. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Tom. We brought you an air freshener. Visit RadiantCU.org slash flash sale. Federally insured by NCUA. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. 
you can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier inviting you to join me, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. this football season for Inside the Huddle, presented by Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, Titan MRI, Silverback Concrete, and QC Kinetics. Inside the Huddle, with me, Steve Spurrier, Tuesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Perfect segue to my next guest. Always a pleasure to have Max Chavwick, pro football focus, talking a little college football. Max, let me get right to the chase. Florida, Tennessee, what do you see? Yeah, well, thanks, Steve, for having me again. And, and yeah, this is uh, this should be one of the better games of a week three. Now, of course, it is a uh, pretty weak week three uh, compared to especially what we're going to see next week with all the amazing games that we got in week four. But, uh, yeah, the Tennessee-Florida game is going to be interesting, and I think Florida is going to keep it closer than people might uh, expect right now. The Tennessee offense has been a little sluggish to start the year, not as efficient as they were a year ago. Um, so, you know, I think Florida, the key for them in this game is to really rely on the run game right now because right now they're running the ball at the lowest rate in the Power Five. They're, only, they're running the ball basically on 30% of their plays. Um, and as we talked about before, the, the bread and butter of this offense should be the run game with Montreal Johnson Jr. and Trevor Etienne, and they're just not running the football right now. And Tennessee's run defense so far has not looked that great. So for Florida to have a chance at pulling off the upset at home, uh, I think they really need to rely on the run game in this one. Uh, don't you think these teams kind of mirror each other? I mean, you know, Milton has the big arm and all of that, but you know, Tennessee's got a couple of backs. One averages nine yards a carry, the every other averages six. They really like to run the ball too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, they have they have two great running backs uh, there as well. Jabari Small is one of them, and yeah, obviously everyone's talking about the Josh Heupel offense and the vertical uh, throws that they you know were, were patents of that offense last season with Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt there, but. Uh, it's been a little slower so far this season. You know, Joe Millen, who, uh, he's got the strongest arm in the country, which you would think would fit like a glove in that Tennessee offense. And it, it's kind of been inconsistent so far this season. So, uh, yeah, I think their run game as well is something that they could rely on in this game against Florida, too. Uh, are we seeing the beginning of the end of Nick Saban's dynasty at Alabama? That's a good question. I, I don't think... I don't know. I'm not going to say we are, but I am a little bit concerned about Alabama, especially this season. And I had concerns about them going into the season. I had the number five in my ranking, and I know people are a lot higher on them than that. Uh, some people had them winning at all this year. I just, I, I was really concerned about the quarterback situation. And as we saw, Jalen Morrell was not very good against Texas in that game. And I didn't love the coordinator hires that Alabama made either. And 
you know, Alabama is known for having great coordinators, one of them being Steve Sarkeesian, who was a Texas head coach that beat him. Obviously, Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart. Uh, right now, their coordinators, I, I'm not really inspired by Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, or Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator. So, in my opinion, you know, Dick Saban, it's not really much of his fault. It's just that the pieces around him are just not what he's used to having at Alabama. But I am not writing off Nick Saban just yet. Uh, but I do think this would be the second straight year they missed the playoff. And uh, I, I think I mentioned this on the show before, the only time Nick Saban has gone consecutive years without making the college football playoff or without making the BCS national championship game was in 2007 and 2008, which were his first two years at Alabama. So I think it'll happen this year, uh, but it is pretty historic for, for Alabama to be down like this two years in a row. Okay. I, I do this once in a while. Buy, and, buy or sell. Ready, Max? Uh, buy, buy or sell, Georgia is deserving of being number one despite lackluster performances to start with. I am absolutely buying this. You know, everyone's saying, you know, ranked teams based off what you've seen in the season, and I think that's a mistake, especially this early on in the season. You know, this is still the defending back-to-back national champions. Uh, They're the kings of college football until proven otherwise. Uh, Buy or sell, Texas is back. I might buy that one. I, I think they might make the college football playoff this year. they got a pretty relatively easy schedule. They just can't really slip up. Uh, in these next, you know, in the rest of their season against Oklahoma and Kansas State and their other Big 12 opponents. But I'm buying it. I think Texas might be able to crack the college football playoff this year. Buy or sell, uh, when you look at the SEC, uh, who is the second best team? Is it LSU? Is it somebody else? I am going to say LSU. I, I think everyone kind of wrote them off after the Florida State game. Um, I'm not running them off just yet. I think they're the second-best team. I, I will say there's a big gap, though, between uh, Georgia and the next-best team, and I think you can go throw Tennessee in that mix with Alabama as well. But I want to say LSU right now, and I think they're my pick to win the SEC West as of right now. All right, buy or sell, Florida wins seven games or more during the year. I, I hate to do this to your listeners, but I'm going to sell that. I think it's less to do with Florida, and it's more to do with that schedule. That schedule is absolutely brutal. I'm not completely out on the Gators just yet, but I do think that schedule is doing them no favor. So I, I don't even know if it's be a 6-6 six six season for them this year. Okay, let me end with a final question here. Uh, there's so much buzz around Colorado, and I get it. You know, Deion Sanders, and they've done very well. Are they for real? Is this a team that could win 8, 9, 10 games, or is this just a sort of a fast start? I think – I think it's a little bit of both. I, I, I've heard some people go as far as to say they're a college football playoff contender. I'm not there yet, but I do think this is a team that can win seven to eight games this year, which, again, 1-11 last year, winning eight games the next year is an unbelievable turnaround. Uh, so I'm, I'm buying Colorado. I think they have the talent um, in terms of uh, skill positions, like receiver, quarterback, obviously, Shador Sanders, uh, and running back and, and even cornerback. The issue with them, I think, is on that defensive line and, and how they're going to be able to stop the run. So uh, I think against more physical teams, they might get more exposed. Uh, but I am buying Colorado at least winning seven, eight games and you know maybe competing a little bit in the Pac-12. Last thing. Uh, if I had to uh, look at a dark horse to make the playoff, I'm really impressed with Washington. I think Penix is an mm-hmm. underrated player, and they don't get a lot of love because they, you know, they play out in the West Coast. Are you with me here? Are you a Washington believer? 
Yeah, I think Washington can absolutely make the playoffs this year. I don't know if I picked USC to win the conference and make the playoffs uh, in the preseason, but Washington is absolutely a playoff contender with the offense they got. They got some good players on defense, too, namely Braylon Trice, the edge defender, uh, who's phenomenal. But, yeah, Michael Penix Jr. is a legit Heisman candidate. They have one of the best receiving cores in the country um, with Jalen uh, McMillan and Roma Dunze. And, obviously, their offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, and their head coach, Kalen DeBoer, both offensive geniuses, too. So they're going to score a lot of points. It's going to be hard to, uh, to defend Washington. So I'm, I don't think I will say they're a playoff team, but I agree with you. They are certainly a contender to make the playoffs. As always, where can people see your work, Max? Yeah, you can find it at pff.com. And if you want to follow me, it's uh, at Max Chad with CFB on Twitter and also TikTok. And also, uh, if you want to check out my show, Preferred Walk-On, we're putting out a review episode for week two and a preview for week three. You can find that anywhere you get your YouTube or podcast. Just search up Preferred Walk-On. Okay, hopefully we can talk next week because it's going to be a really good week in college football. So appreciate your time, Max. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Does a good job. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, 1227. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Pat Ryan, former Tennessee quarterback, now with the Ball Radio Network, joins us to talk Tennessee. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way, offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career, accredited, acclaimed, effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. 
Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy, warm and humid this afternoon. Temperatures again getting into the lower 90s with even higher heat indices. Sea breeze showers should get started along both coastlines. They'll move inland and should line the I-75 corridor by the evening. No storms dying out tonight. Patchy fog tomorrow morning. Low temperatures in the lower 70s. Tomorrow afternoon, temperatures again getting to the 90s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. It's your Gator Volleyball the, the, the Podcast. Dan Patrick Show. From the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. It's the next generation of Gator Sports Media Personalities. Bringing you the latest in Gator Sports. Courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. Carson Wentz. It's your Gator Volleyball Podcast. week one until January. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Always fun when Florida and Tennessee get together uh, to play a football game. That's going to happen, obviously, this weekend here in the Swamp. Here to talk about that Tennessee team is their former quarterback and now a member of the radio analyst te- or the radio team. Analyst Pat Ryan now joins us. Pat, as a former Jets quarterback, uh, and as a Jets fan, boy, th- th- how about Aaron Rodgers, that, that whole thing, huh? Oh, that was brutal. Uh, it just... So surprising. I mean, I'm, you know, guys get hurt, but after all the off season and all the talk, and then four plays in, uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Gator fans here, a lot of Gator fans listening. Pat, as you have witnessed Tennessee's first couple of games, what have you seen with this Tennessee team? You know, I've seen a team that that resembles what we saw last year, but not one that's been as efficient. Uh, offensively, uh, they've had a few hiccups. Uh, on the flip side, on the other side of the football, they've played pretty good. Defensively, they're they're a faster football team than they were last year. Uh, do a great job on third down for the most part. And uh, we'll just see, you know, how that breaks loose. You know, we've only played 
Virginia and Austin P. And neither one of those teams were real good. So you don't really know what you have yet. I think we'll find out this weekend. You know, obviously, a coach plays to the strength of his team. And for everything that Josh Heupel is and, you know, spreading the field, his receivers are line up very, very wide. It seems to me, at his heart, though, he still likes to run the football. Is that a fair statement? You know, he he does. I think, you know, when the time comes and he, and he feels like he's got a hot hand, that's when you'll see him, you know, start launching it around. But uh, everything's predicated on running the football with him. He wants to uh, – if he can't run the football in that offense when you've got everybody spread out and the things stop to run uh, with just like six guys in the box, then that's going to make it tough on you to throw the football. So he wants to run the football. He, he's always said he's a 50-50 guy. And, and in the first two games, he's done a lot of running. We all know the arm strength of Joe Milton, but you know, through a quarterback's eyes, Pat, what do you see with him? Well, I see a kid that I say a kid. He's in his fifth year, I guess, but uh, he um, he's unbelievably talented, big, strong, can throw it, you know, through the moon. Uh, I think he's. We don't know really what we got with Joe just yet uh, because uh, we don't know, you know, if he's going to make plays under duress and and things like that, which you're going to have to do a lot of times against teams like Florida, you know, Alabama and Georgia. So I think he's 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 obviously got the potential and they they're very high on him and very confident in him. But uh I think the you know, the jury's still out. Pat, if I said to you, is this Tennessee team as talented as a whole as last year's team, how would you answer that? I'd say it's true. I say, I will tell you this. I think offense, our offensive line is not as good as it was last year at this point. Uh, our quarterback, we don't really know yet. Uh, I mean, through two games last year, Hendon Hooker had almost identical stats that, that Milton has against the same type of competition. So uh, that remains to be seen. Our running backs uh, are running the football better. And I think wide receiver-wise, uh, they're very comparable to what we had last year. Is there an area where they're not as deep, where they can't afford an injury? And is Cooper Mays going to come back for this game? You know, uh, that's that's the word. Uh, it's a the word is a maybe, a possibility. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's the guy they really need uh, because uh, they've only got a couple guys up on that front line that have, you know, played really good football. And so we lost a couple good ones to the draft. So, uh, and to this point, they haven't replaced them. So they definitely need Cooper in the middle. Um, with, with the defensive side of the ball, uh, is Tennessee a team that blitzes? If a, you know, Gator fans going to come in and watch that watch that defense? What are they likely to see? You know, I think they're going to see a, a. I would imagine they'll see a good amount of blitz. Uh, you know, coaches and everybody watch the Utah game and Utah completely shut down uh, Florida's run, and, and they mostly did it because they blitzed all the time. I mean, they were bringing people all the time, and they just cranked it down and, and got after the quarterback. So I think uh, I think you'll see a share amount of blitzing. Uh, you'll mix it up, but uh, probably more blitzing than you see us normally do. Pat Ryan's our guest, former Vol quarterback, 
now the radio analyst in the Vol Radio Network as Tennessee gets set to take on Florida here Saturday. Um, Pat, if I said to you, what's the weakest link on this team? Would it be the offensive line or would it be somewhere else? You know, going into the season, I would have told you our secondary. Um, and that might still be the case. I haven't really seen them tested yet, so it's it's hard to say. I will say this. They're, they're flying around faster and coming after the football better than they did last year. But as far as coverage-wise, uh, that remains to be seen. Last couple of questions. Um, we all know the rivalry here. And, you know, last year we saw – all that offense in the game. I don't expect that again, do you? No. No, I don't. Uh, I expect to see more, a lot more defense in this ball game. First of all, uh, you had a quarterback last year that just got hot, I mean, in the second half. And, uh, I mean, that game alone probably got him drafted in the first round. But uh, And then we had a quarterback that broke out last year and threw four or five touchdowns. So, uh, don't know that we'll see that. I think both teams defensively are going to really try and get after the other. Uh, I think it's going to be a third down game. Uh, team that uh, has more success uh, in third down and fourth down is going to be the team that uh, comes out on this one. Final question for you, Pat. A lot of people forget that there's another. There's a third part to football. That's special teams. Uh, when you look at those units, what do you see with the balls? Well, we've got, we've got a field goal kicker that's pretty good. I don't think he's uh, – gosh, I don't know. He hadn't missed an extra point in three or four years, I guess. He's a transfer. Punting uh, has been good and bad. We've got a, a rugby-style kicker that kicks with both feet, if you can believe that. I saw that. Going right and yeah. going left. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he's kicked three or four out of bounds. But when he keeps it in bounds, it's pretty good. And as far as uh, our punt returner, I don't think you're going to find a better one. Could that be a, a, yeah. fa- a factor in the game? Because, you know, a special teams play can make or break it sometimes. Yeah, it could. Uh, D. Williams, is, he's a guy that uh, he's just shifty and he, he makes a move or two and gets north and south. He's been really, really impressive uh, a number of times last year in the, in the first two games this year. Last question for you, Pat. <clears throat> I don't get a chance to hear the teleconference because I'm on the air at, at its time, but you know, Coach Napier has come out and said, look, you know, we've talked to our team about games like this, you know, playing Georgia, playing Tennessee, playing Florida State. They, they seem to be making an emphasis on a rivalry like this. Does Josh Heifel do the same thing? No, no, he doesn't, uh, which is, is kind of surprising to me. Uh, because you know we meet with him and have I've been doing this for my third year. We meet with him on Fridays before every game, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. Uh, he always just says, "Well, you know, so and so's hurt today. Well, we're just you know we'll go with who we got, we'll go play football and try and score points." He, they really don't emphasize one game more than the other. Hmm, interesting, Pat. Always a pleasure to have you, uh, Florida Tennessee Week. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right, cheese, Dave. You got it, Pat. Pat Ryan, uh, former Jet quarterback, uh, now uh, with the Vol Radio Network as the radio analyst. Um, so there you go. Don't forget, today is an abbreviated show, only about 20 more minutes because we have raised baseball. But tomorrow, Chris Doring from the SEC Network is here. Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal in Knoxville will talk more about Tennessee. 
Uh, so, and, and the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, will be here tomorrow, too. So uh, we've got a good program scheduled for you tomorrow. And then Friday, of course, it'll be prognostication Friday. Very interested to see uh, how Gator Nation picks this game. You know, do you pick with your heart? Uh, do you pick with you know, your eyes or whatever that is? Kind of interesting to see. Uh, okay, let me get uh, a couple of emails here, and then we'll proceed from there. And again, we only have one more uh, caller segment today, so please be aware of that. Uh, Larry says, uh, congratulations to Mary Wise and the volleyball team for the run of the FSU last night. They overcame the hostile environment, plus a bunch of challenges from FSU that all went FSU's way. Yeah, by the way, speaking of that, uh, Florida's matchup with Wisconsin on Sunday is now going to be on ESPN. It was going to be on ESPN 2, and this is, this is a record game or match in the sense of this is the sixth top three matchup the Gators have had in program history, they're three and three. The last one, believe it or not, 20 years ago. Yeah, December 20th, 2003. And the last one here was in 1997. Yeah, how about that? So, uh, kind of interesting. 1243 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Seth Hart. Gators volleyball remains unbeaten after knocking off Florida State Tuesday night in five sets. Now at 8-0, Mary Wise's third-ranked Gators host top-ranked Wisconsin this Sunday at 3, a match you'll be able to hear right here on WRUF. In Major League Baseball, the Rays fell to the Twins Tuesday night 3-2. They'll continue that series this afternoon with first pitch slated at 105 following sports scene. At 89-57, the Rays sit three games behind the Orioles in the East with 16 games remaining. Taj Bradley will be on the hill for the Rays and Dallas Keuchel will be on the bump for Minnesota. Another big league action, former Gator Pete Alonzo goes yard for the 44th time this season in the Mets 7-4 win over the Diamondbacks. And Jonathan India goes 1-4 for four with 2 RBI in the Reds win over the Tigers. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Seth Harp. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Retire. Helping people is great. Charities do great work. And sometimes they help different groups. Sometimes they, like the Road Haver Boys Ranch does, they help at-risk young boys from difficult home environments find their way again. And they do this with your help. If you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It's a tax-deductible donation, and it does a lot of good. They take your vehicles, they fix them, they resell them, and this is how they learn real-life skills. So, once again, if it, it doesn't have to be a car, it could be a, an RV, it could be a motorcycle, whatever, unwanted vehicle, unused vehicle, they will take it off your hands. To find out more about what the, the uh, Boys Ranch, and the Road River Boys Ranch does in Palatka, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. This year or in the next few, then you're facing new challenges and rules other generations didn't. That's why Mike Lester is hosting a live online event, The New Reality in Our Retirement, Thursday, September 14th at 10 a.m. Eastern. 
Reserve your spot for this no-charge online event with Mike at guardingyournesteg.com forward slash live. He'll also be taking your questions. So secure your spot now. Guardingyournesteg.com forward slash live. It's all online. Cutting through the noise of retirement gossip. This is why we make a good team. I'm like, I think I heard this one thing and you're all, that's impossible, Kristen. That's not a fun fact. That's a false fact. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Check out the Guarding Your Nest Egg weekly video podcast on YouTube or catch the audio version on your favorite podcast platform. Search and subscribe. Then listen or watch. Link up easily at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Order license D056341. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. You love the Gators. We know that. But how well do you know your Gators? HBC wants you to show us with your visor's vision. Every week, Coach is giving an autograph visor and a $50 gift card away to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. All you have to do is log on to WRUF.com and guess the total combined points that will be scored in the current week's Gators football game. The closest one to the final tally, without going over, will win an autograph visor and a $50 gift card, courtesy of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And it's only here on your home for Gators football. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are proud to be your home for Gators soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Coach Steve Spurry, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back for our final segment today. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Hello, Steve. Um, I have been recently um, thinking here about the uh, pregame enthusiasm level for the Florida-Tennessee game and have picked up some information from yesterday's show as well as a few other places. And uh, obviously... um, we're a little bit behind some previous years uh, as far as enthusiasm pregame goes. 
what did you attribute that to, or uh, did I miss it? Why do you think that's so? Because fans are not confident. That's why. When, when, if, if you're picking this game in the Urban Meyer era or the Steve mm. Spurrier era, you're pretty confident because your team's won a lot, right? Well, right. You're, they're not at that level yet. So that, that's, that's the easiest question I'll get all day. Yeah, but given that fact, most reasonable people would say, okay, he's been coach, has been there a year, this is his second year, and it's still, like you say, he's still building. But that that building process also includes a few games with rivals that we consider big games that just turn out to be not that big, largely promoted beforehand, right? I guess. I'm not quite sure the point you're making there, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm rambling on. I guess what I'm saying is is that I'd probably fall into that category. I'm not confident enough to get real excited about it. Okay. And I really don't know why. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. Maybe between now and Saturday you can figure it out. I hope they win. Hey, you right. have a good day. Andrew, thank you. <clears throat> Let's get to James here. Hi, James. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um... I have not seen much of the body of work uh, of Tennessee thus, thus far. I mean, it's only two games, and I I have not watched both of them entirely. But the highlights that I've seen, especially in the Austin P game, I was surprised at how much pressure Austin P's D-line was able to put on Tennessee's quarterback. I mean, they, they came close to getting him several times, and I, I just – wonder if if this is finally the the game where or our uh, d-line can actually record some sacks and and get some pressure or or was there something going on with their their old line that maybe i just wasn't aware of so yeah they're, and go Gators. okay thank you their their best offensive lineman cooper mays has been out uh and they really need him uh because with him out they've had to shuffle some other guys to different positions and the continuity of the line hasn't been as good he supposedly is coming back this week. Now, you know, how well he'll play, we will certainly see. Uh, PG, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more optimistic this week, and I am excited. So, Tennessee will be always fun, regardless of, you know, where, where teams are at. And usually it's early, so, you know, should have a decent season so far if it's that early. But here's my thing. Watching um, Florida – I watched the Austin P game again, or not Austin P. I watched that on Tennessee, but the, the McNeese game. If they give Mertz time and the running backs get some holes, Florida's good enough at the skill positions, and I think at quarterback to score some points. Um, your, your guest said a third down game. I think that's what's going to come down to. But uh, who makes the big plays? But and we're at home, so that's a, that's a good thing. So I don't know. I'm optimistic again. We'll see what happens. My question for you. Have you ever seen a program that was facing probation or on probation that actually improved like Tennessee? Mm. I'd have to go back. Not uh, off the top of your head, though, no, right? Not, no, because um, usually, well, I'll qualify that. Sometimes it'll take time for the, for the probation to kick in, right? Where, remember, Florida in 84 and 85 – were really good back-to-back, but in 86 they dropped a little bit, but those two teams were really, really good. But no, top of my head, I can't think of that. Yeah, so uh, that kind of bothers me a little bit. 
you know, I know this staff wasn't, um, you know, wasn't there, but I don't really know what happened to the players that, that partook in that at the time when it wasn't legal. And I just think, you know, there's things that go on everywhere. Who knows? But was that egregious? I don't really see the deterrent effect, and, and they're not paying really. I guess there's scholarship reductions, and there wasn't a full band. But I, mean, I, don't, I don't see how you get better, because why wouldn't everybody do it? Well, I think, it, take, I think yeah. it takes time for the attrition to take place. I think it, because it, it doesn't affect you, I don't think, in the first year. It affects you later on. So if you have scholarship reductions, well, then that affects your depth. Somebody gets hurt. You don't have a, a, a good guy to go in there. Yeah. I think that's how that could manifest itself down the road. Yeah, and I was under the impression that they were self-imposing already. And that's why they kind of, you know, they played ball. And, and, but I they thought did. that they were already reducing. So, you know, you should have kind of seen it already. But Heibel's a heck of a coach so far. So, you know, going to be a great game. I'm excited, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. you. Uh, we're going to get to Nick and then Tennessee Mike. Nick, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, hey, um, I, you know, I know you, you talked about where all the fans at and where all the calls. I truthfully, though, you know what? I feel a little bit better about this game uh, this week than I did last year. Um, if you look at the Utah game, yeah, we had some miscues <clears throat> with the double numbers, and and we couldn't couldn't make a thirty-one yard field goal and this and that. And but but Utah only scored on us in a short field. I feel much better going into this game defensively than I did last year. And plus two last year, yeah, I know Joe Milton nobody knows about, but they were a, a well-oiled machine offensively last year, and we went in there. Um, I so I think defensively we're going to be. Able to, I think we're going to be able to hold them. But I feel much better about this game uh, coming up than I did last year, actually, and being at home, too. I, I don't believe, and I know you had the guest on a few minutes ago, the voice of the Vols, but I don't believe, personally, to this point, they're as good as last year's team. I mean, Jalen Hyatt might have been the best receiver in college football, and Hinton Hooker was having definitely a Heisman Trophy year uh, for, most, for pretty much all year until he got hurt. But I, I think Florida's got a good chance. I really do. Okay. All right. Good show. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, sir. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Three quick questions for you as usual. First off, a Jets question. Steve, I was watching some national stuff, first take or whatever. Can Are the Jets in the market for a quarterback? Should be. Uh, should be? Or, or what, what do you think? Could be? You have no idea? I don't work for the Jets. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I even thought... In my opinion, they should be. Okay. The, the talking head I saw was saying call Tom Brady. What about Tom Brady? Well, you can make it. You can call George Blanda if you want. I mean, but it doesn't hurt to call. But then, gotta, then he then he mentioned Matt Stafford. If the Rams want to just cash no, in, and he mentioned no, 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 that do not make a trade. Do not mortgage your future. Well, no, this, uh, this guy was like one of these executive types, and I think they he was one of those doesn't believe in Zach Wilson types. And he mentioned he just rattled off like five quarterbacks, Steve. Yeah, but to do that, you know, he's he's not the one in the front office. Uh, the, the the Jets already get their first round pick back from the Packers because of the injury to Rodgers. So that I mean, there's that doesn't equate to being a bonus, but it does help them a little bit. But if you go out and you and you try to get a starter, well, then it's a one year rental, and that doesn't help. That does not help. What if Tom Brady comes back, Steve? Tom Brady's a one year rental. That that if you he's he's a free agent. Right, you're not giving up draft picks. You're not giving up anything. That's fine. That's a different story. 
All right, second question, Pat. I always, uh, excuse me, Steve, thanks for having Pat Ryan on. I know Pat casually. Um, boy, he sounded terrible. I hope he doesn't have COVID. Man, he, he sounded a little old there. Okay, next question. Uh, final thing for you, Steve. Your uh, PG was talking about. Oh, one last thing on, on Pat Ryan. Let me ask you this, uh, Steve. Is the best call in NFL history the Music City Miracle? Have you ever heard that call from Pat Ryan? No. It's on YouTube. He's got something. He's got something. I think it's the greatest play by uh, play call in the, from a color man in NFL history. And last question or thought for you, Steve. PG was talking about how did Tennessee return? Tennessee was left for dead when Pruitt blew up. Tennessee was the new Nebraska. The whole team hit the portal. Heupel played his first year with 65 scholarship players. Um, mainly in the portal, you can change your roster overnight. Just look at Florida State. That helps a lot. And Tennessee's administration uh, did a great job, hired the Glazer Law Firm, and threw Pruitt under the bus. So that's how Tennessee got the quick bounce back, is good administration and the portal. All right. And a good coach. Yep. Mike, thank you for your call. Mark quickly says, special teams play has been a sore subject through two games. Arguably cost us a win against Utah nightmare scenario for Napier is that this game comes down to a field goal kick from Mahalik as time expires. Your thoughts? Uh, if you don't have faith that Adam Mahalik can kick a field goal in that situation, then get somebody else to kick it. It's just that simple. And that, is, that should not be a nightmare situation. Tampa Bay Rays baseball is next. Back tomorrow at noon for Sports Scene. Thanks to Bennett for producing. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.